to Topa Talk. Hello listeners, welcome. Today we have Sune Goldstein of Tipple and Ramble. We're very excited to have her. Um, Stephanie and I have been fans of Tipple and Ramble for quite a while. It was one of the first places I went to when I first moved here. Um, so you were on our, our list for a while of people to seek out and interview. So we're very excited. Yeah, we are very excited. To have you here. Oh, thank you. Um, so let's uh, let's jump right into it. How did you get in? Like, when did you open Tipple and Ramble? What's kind of the background? Where are you on- from, Sunay? Actually, yeah, let's start with you as a person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not one place. We moved around a lot. So um, I moved to Ojai from L.A., but I'd only been in L.A. for about... Uh, just one year. And then before that, I had been in New York, um, where I went to graduate school and I stayed in New York for a couple of years after. And I knew I had wanted to come back to California because before New York, I lived in San Francisco. So there's a lot of like moving. Coast in. to coast. Yes. Where did you grow up? And that was all over too. Like we lived in, uh, my parents were professors, which doesn't really explain it, but we moved, <laughs> <laughs> we moved all, you know, uh, I lived in South Carolina and Kansas and Illinois and uh, Oklahoma and so. Do people people tell you that you have an accent? Yeah, but but like from a for like a foreign country. Yes, yes. I was like, okay, she's from France. She's from (laughs) Sweden. She's where she's from. Like waiting to hear. (laughs) I know there's not really an explanation for it. I think I watched like too many soap operas or growing up. (laughs) Well, you moved around a lot, which makes sense because. You, like, said South Carolina, they have their own dialect. Like, you said New York, they have their own way of speaking. You know what I mean? Like, right. you just probably picked up. Yeah, I think I've made something up at some point. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so you said you went to graduate school? Mm-hmm. What did you study? I studied urban planning. And, um, yeah, and I, now I don't do it. But, you know, that was the original plan. Uh-huh. What? So what does an urban planner do? Well, they can do lots of things. Um, there's kind of a lot of subgroups in there. Some people do, like, sort of physical design, like streetscapes parks like that kind of thing interaction between buildings and and yeah, streets it's a lot of codes and laws right it can it's be a lot of zoning and yeah. that sort of thing it depends sort of who you end up working for if you're working for city government you might do a lot of zoning issues um if you're working for like a private uh like an architecture firm you might do more physical design type stuff um so it kind of depends or if you're doing like a lot of people I know went into transportation planning um you know so they'll work for like larger agencies especially in the east coast Um, yeah my really good friend Haley Cox graduated with an urban planning degree and she worked for like a consulting company in Oakland so yeah there's that opportunity to private yeah there's a lot of like out like different sort of outlets you can go into um like depending on your interest but clearly we don't care about that (laughs) so well it's always i always like to ask people like if you weren't in your current job like Mm -hmm. what What would would you do yeah what would you be doing and it's just so funny because a lot a lot of times people do get degrees and things and then they go on to do such something drastically different things it's just funny to Life is funny. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. So how'd you get here? So you got an urban planning. <laughs> right. I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of LA. I was there for about a year. I knew pretty much right away that I didn't want to stay. Um, I had always kind of had this idea when I lived in, um, I had lived in San Francisco right after college and I had wanted to open up my own business. 
And so I, um, I kind of came back to that and I was like, maybe I should pursue that further sort of thing because I knew I didn't really want to, um, I didn't want to stay in LA. I want to move back to San Francisco. You know, like I was kind of in that, um, transition period or whatever, where I was kind of like, what's the next thing? None of these things that I have been doing seem like what I really like the direction I want to go into. And so I, um, I had always, I'd wanted to have, you know, some kind of business doing something around like wine and food, but I didn't necessarily want a restaurant. So, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. really a straightforward. Oh my God. I just got chills. Cause I vibe, I completely <laughs> understand what you mean by that. Right. I, yeah. I had like no real inclination to have like a straightforward restaurant type situation. Like for whatever, re- for many reasons. Right. But, um, so I was like, what could I do around that? And so that's sort of how Tipple evolved. And it was basically, I was like, I want to move from out of LA, but I want to stay in California. And I ended up um, coming up to Ojai. I'd never even heard of it. Um, the first weekend that I'd moved um, to LA from New York, just like driving up the 101, I was going to go to Santa Barbara. And I was like, oh, I'll just turn up here, you know, someone had been like, oh, that's a nice town, you know, and so I spent the, it was like a July or two, and it was, you know, 110 degrees or whatever, <laughs> like everything seemed Ohio. closed, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, like a Monday or something, and um, and then that, that uh, you know, then I sort of found this building actually on Craigslist of all places. Um, yeah, I was gonna say you're the building you're in is perfect, gorgeous. Yeah, I, I kind of fell in love with the building, even though I knew that the location was sort of terrible. You know, in the way that people go, location, location. That's literally my second question <laughs> for you. <laughs> is like, is that a struggle? Because so, uh, if, if for those of you who haven't been to Tipple Rainbow, it's kind of off of the main street and down a little bit. Whereas like, oh, it's a small town. There's not a lot, but. It isn't like on the main yeah. drag. And where so almost wanna, everything is, really. Yeah, where yeah. Like everything is. So like, yeah. how do you... I would argue that that's what makes it better. I like, as a person, I really like like that because, you know, like there's something about you, I think, if you're out exploring and, and I love to drive around California and that kind of thing. And you are like, you find this place that's like a little bit away and you feel like the sense of discovery. Like I always really enjoy that. And then it's also like you're not kind of in that you don't feel the like you're in that, yeah, yes, that exactly. route that everybody goes up and down the street. Well, and Ojai so I like can that. be overwhelming a little bit yeah. on the weekends. Yeah, and it's just, it feels kind of like everybody's on the same little, like, three block back and yeah. forth, back and <laughs> forth, right? You know, so I liked it as a person. <laughs> as a me, business owner. <laughs> as a business owner, I was like, oh, it might be nice to be on that track where everybody just goes back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> because I was like... It was, um, I think, you know, this is five years in about, um, and I would say like it, it's taken a, like quite a long time to kind of get over that, um, hurdle for sure. Like that was definitely, that's definitely been an issue. And I'm sure even now, like, even though we've been here a while, like I know, I'm sure we would be busier if we had just like a very straightforward location, but I like the location. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like it's it has its pros and cons. Yeah, going back like that building space is really beautiful. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of places on the main drag that have such like 
I mean, like decor wise, yeah. there's a lot of places that are really stunning, but I think right. the architecture in general of the building that you're in and the style is really unique. Yeah, I always thought it was a really charming little building, you know, like there's a couple like buildings that, you know, are are um, on this, you know, but most of you're like kind of in the arcade, right? So you're like, you have, it's tenant to tenant or, you know, business to business to business. There's not really like sort of, I mean, there's back spaces, but there's not really, you don't have freestanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like having a freestanding building seemed really unique at the time. And you're yeah. also like near a bunch of houses too. Yeah. So it feels a little bit more like neighborhood, like the right. neighborhood spot yeah. that people go to. Yeah. So I really like that. Um, Next question for you. So Tipple and Ramble is kind of a multi, it's like a retail space. It's a wine kind of space. So you were talking, you knew you wanted to get into food and beverage, but not restaurant. So how did this evolve for this space? Um, so it just kind of, you know, we started as a re- as doing retail, um, mainly because I had to build out the back kitchen to be a commercial kitchen. And that took quite a bit of time. And, um, and I always like the retail component. Um, like that's, I love sourcing things. I like, you know, kind of, um, I mean, I'm a shopper, so, (laughs) you know, like I've always liked just kind of like finding interesting things that I would want to own and then putting them in the store. Um, so like that sort of initially started and then with always the plan to, um, serve, you know, like a couple wines by the glass again, like keeping everything pretty streamlined, I didn't want to be one of those places that had like 600 different wine, but you know, because I just didn't think like the, I didn't want to be too, you know, like more accessible. I always wanted to go for something a little bit more accessible and not, um, off intimidating to people. So, um, so kind of, you know, like I always knew I wanted to have like a couple wines by the glass and it would just be sort of like sit outside, have a glass of wine and then kind of carry on with your day and, we had to add a little bit more food and that kind of thing just to, I think, give people, you know, like things to eat while they're, while they're there. And, you know, it's always nice to have something to eat while you're drinking. And then, um, that's kind of evolved from there. You know, that's always been the biggest challenge is the food because, um, you know, like maintaining consistency and, um, and just, you know, making sure everything is prepped, you know, like there's a lot of sort of components to it, you know, and also like making sure like the, the menu stays pretty focused, you know, I don't want to do like, um, things that were like are really outside of what we can like realistically do in our kitchen. Cause our kitchen's pretty small. So it's kind of evolved based on like space constraints and based on, you know, just, uh, my idea of like not wanting to go so far afield and then not really being able to execute things well. Oh my goodness. You're like pinning the, the head. Of, what is it? Tail on the donkey? <laughs> pinning the head on the tail. Um, <laughs> it's no, a good game. it's amazing. Like I think what you exactly what you're speaking to is so true for your business. And a reason why I think Melissa and I are obsessed with it is that like you said, there's a few wines by the glasses all, and you're really good at sourcing. It's like something you like, but you're very good at because the wines you source are incredible. The cheeses that you source are incredible. It's like, keep it simple, stupid, kind of at the point where it's like, like you said, it's not confusing. You go in there and you understand like when I, and it's consistent, which is what you're saying is a challenge, but like you're clearly good at keeping it consistent. And that little retail shop you have 
is insane. Like I, I like want to spend my entire paycheck every time I go there and you, it's like vintage. It's just like, it's perfect. Everything in there is perfect. But yeah, what I, I think what you're speaking to is something that like really draws me over there. So oh, you're doing a great you. job when, at that. When you first opened, then was it just retail or did, when you opened, did you have, um, wine as well? Uh, basically, then- basically for the first year, not quite the first year, maybe the first nine months, it was just retail. Okay. I didn't um, realize Yeah, that it was, um, and it was like always the intention that that wouldn't be the case, but the, um, the intricacies of permitting, um, sort of took Ooh. a while. <laughs> Ooh, the fun, the right, fun, the fun of permitting. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fun sign. <laughs> but, um, so all of that sort of took a little bit longer than expected. And also, cause I didn't really have, you know, like a lot of people to to you know kind of like it was me you know like I was like doing the um applying for the liquor license the ABC license you know and I was like stuffing the envelopes to like send out the notifications to people and everything you know like I think a lot of larger places um hire a company who does that for you (laughs) right and how how what is your experience in wine because you pick great wines oh thank you um it's really just kind of self-taught. I mean, I did take, um, there's a, it's called the Wine Education and Spirits, tra- the, like there's an examination, like a three-level examination, and um, I, I took like the intro kind of on that, and then I lived in, um, after college, I lived in Northern California, and I used to kind of go up to Sonoma and Napa and Russian River and you area. took advantage. Yeah. And Good. so I just, you know, I went to a lot of places and I sort of started from there. And um, and so then that kind of happened. And then um, I wanted to focus, since this is where we, you know, this is where we live, I wanted to focus kind of on Central Coast wine. So you just mm-hmm. kind of start... You know, it sort of snowballs, like, once you kind of start paying attention and you find, like, a producer that you let you know and you go, what do you, where do you like? And, like, what wines do you drink when you're not drinking your own? And you kind of, like... Smart. You know, it evolves from there. And so, you know, you can try and find things that aren't everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I get this question asked a lot, and you kind of just touched on Mm -hmm. it. But, like, what is your wine buying process? Like, do you sit down and say, okay... I want, I'm looking for this, 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 Mm -hmm. like kind of walk us through like, okay, you, you just had a new spot open up on the list. Kind of walk us through. Um, so, you know, this has been something I learned. It's like, you kind of, you do have to think about the market. I think if I was in a larger market, I could have some things that were a little less, um, a little more like unique varietals. So, um, just because, you know, you want everything, like I can't have, um, you know, 10 white wines by the glass and three of them, you only sell a glass like a day, you know, or a week or a week or whatever. So like, I can't get too esoteric with certain things. And that's just come, that's just like, that knowledge has just come by trial and error. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. have you ever picked a wine that you're like, oh my God, people don't know about this. They need to know about it. I'm going to put it on the and list. It and it never sells. <laughs> tanked it happens to the best of us yeah you're like i love this you know usually people will like their interest they'll try things but you know it's like you don't want a lot of stuff to go to waste so you gotta kind of like you know like i sometimes i try and i mostly pull from i pull like i would say 70 percent of the list is from like central coast area and then i like to have some imports but you know it's like 
the Slovakian Sauvignon Blanc hard sell. <laughs> Ooh, I just got a fun question. It's really good, though. Should we talk pet peeves? Uh-oh. Wine bar pet peeves. Yeah, what are oh some of your God. yeah? What are some of your wine? Bar I know pet Melissa's peeves. one that she hates every single every time I drink with her. I like to say this just because I like to see her like squirm, but she'll give me white wine. I'm like, oh, it tastes sweet, and I just like look at her, <laughs> and you're like, well, it's not. It's <laughs> I know it drives me crazy. I mean, <laughs> like you you know how it goes in hospitality, yeah, but like course. I'm like the wine is there's this is not a sweet wine. Just, right it's a perceived right. sweetness from the fruit right and I, then i sound like the wine <laughs> asshole right and then i you know i just kind of have to go like oh it's really about what you like you know what i mean like at a certain point you got you know people are like oh this one's just this tastes so sweet and fruity to me and i'm like oh it's not really but yeah. you know what if it's not for you let's find you something else because it's like it's just you don't yeah. want to be the person who's like <laughs> do you know what's one of my other favorites when somebody's like, like Okay, so I really like white wine, but I don't like sweet and I don't like dry. And I like really fruity, but mm-hmm. also like very minerally. And I also like, I want lots of tannin. And you're like, like right. that's Wait, not a wine. What? Right, right. Those you're are just like, words. Yeah, you're you just heard. like, okay, I'm that, like, you know wine words, but all so, those. <laughs> that's also the one like where you're like, okay, right. where do I start with right. this? Yeah, or you'll get the really, like, I've gotten the really general question. It's like, which wine should I get? And it's like, well, do you want red or do you want white? Do you want sparkling? Do you want rosé? And it's like, ah, I know you have an opinion of some kind. Oh, or there, there's these people that I just love that are like, I want to try something new, like, that I've never tried before. Like, I've never liked Chardonnay, so I'm going to get the Chardonnay. And I'm like, wait, so you've never liked Chardonnay? But you want me to pour you a Chardonnay right now. And then I pour it and they're like so excited to try something new. And they're like, I hate this. I'm like, well, you. Uh, uh, uh. The other one, the other one that I like is when people are like, what's good? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're like, what's well, good on the list? Well, you're like, well, I bought all of them. Right. So I think they're all good. Right. Like, or they'll yeah. be like, I'm going to get the Chardonnay. Do you think it's good? And you're right. like, well, I mean, I think it's good. But oh my it doesn't God. Really matter what I, I think. Was at, I was at an event recently. Okay. You have to tell us if this ever happens to you. Did someone ever come up to you and be like, I hate this wine? Someone came up to me recently and was like, I hate this wine. Good thing you're not the winemaker. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so weird. And I'm like, why, why do I need to know that? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just fine if you don't like it, but I'm not, <laughs> I don't know what else to give you. <laughs> I feel though most people, a lot of people know Hi though are like, they are interested in trying new things mm-hmm. and they're pretty, they're pretty they can be adventurous. Yeah, no, for sure. Like we always, you know, there's always like people who, you know, it's just, it's interesting because there's real like dichotomy, right? There's the people who are really interested and like, they don't want just the same old, same old, same old, same old. And then there's, um, and then those people are very different from the people who are like, I just want a buttery, oaky Chardonnay or whatever. And so it's like you're trying to kind of please this small group and then this small group. And then a lot of times you're kind of meeting in the middle a little bit. So yeah. What's, yeah. what wine are you most excited about right now on your on your list? Um, what am I most excited about? We just got a new Cremantin that I really like. Um little rosé uh sparkling rosé um and that sounds right up my alley yeah and it's really uh so I was pretty excited that that came in and I like 
probably going to be drinking that all fall. Who's the who's the wine ma- or who's the um? Producer? Oh no, blanking on it right oh, now. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> no, I love. We have a, I. There's one that I really love called Perigo. Oh, it's okay. A sparkling uh, rosé of Cremant from Burgundy that I think is just like. Oh, I have to look good. for that. Um, so before you got here, mm-hmm. Sune, Stephanie, and I were also talking about one of the one of the reasons we really wanted to interview you, and one of the reasons we really admire you is your um, willingness and open arms to the community. Oh, um, yeah, like, I know Stephanie which, helped arrange. Yeah, the but, so yeah, I was really I've been really impressed with seeing how you open your doors to the community because. I just emailed you because I was like, I really, we have this women's creative collective in Ventura that we're a part of and they usually meet in Ventura and I kind of convinced the the person who puts it on to do it in Ojai and I was like, mm-hmm. I'll take over like the planning aspect of it if we can just do it in Ojai because mm-hmm. it's closer to me. And I was like, I really. It was a selfish move. On it was Stephanie's a selfish part. <laughs> Super, not to mention, I was like, I just want to go to Tipple and Ramble on my day off and have a freaking glass of wine and eat some cheese and like relax. Like that's where I want to be, you know. And it's on a Monday, and you're closed on Mondays. But I was like, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna call her a million times. I'm gonna email her. I'm gonna <laughs> bug her. Maybe she'll say yes. And you totally said yes. And we got to come all together, and it was just really freaking nice. And then I've also seen that you do um, some industry wine tastings and so you're utilizing your off time to help the community in my opinion which i i think is just really nice oh well thank you yeah i mean i think it's uh that's kind of the fun thing about being in ojai is that um i think you have those connections that you wouldn't necessarily have in a larger you're a little more on your own if you're in a larger city generally i mean there's always kind of a community generally around what you're doing if you find that and you find the sort of entree into it but um I think in Ojai what I've noticed is it comes a little it comes all easier um and and it's um it's sort of the nice thing about living in a small town is there's that access oh, to that yeah and yeah. not to mention like if you're in LA like it's just so hard to be open open person in mm. my opinion like you have so many boundaries and like you just say no so often you know mm-hmm. what I mean in a small community we've been so lucky Melissa and I were just telling you like no one's really said no yet to being on the show. People are open. They have opportunity. They have like the mental space to give to others because it's just not as crazy and like constantly going and there's not so many people. It's not flooded. Right. And I don't think you have to have your, um, like your guard up exactly. as much. Yeah. You get to be more vulnerable mm-hmm. and have like yeah. a little bit more of a genuine experience. Yeah. I don't think like, I think, you know, when you're in a little, like there's more anonymity or you're in a larger place or you don't kind of have, um, you know, because I can go talk to some other business owner, Heather or Lisa or something at the porch guard oh, and be like, we love them. We, Shout yeah. out to Heather and Lisa. <laughs> You're amazing. And go, oh, do you know so-and-so? And they're like, yeah, they're great. You know, well, I'll introduce you. And so there's that kind of like close connection. So I don't think you have to be as like well you know worry you know sometimes when you're in a large I've always lived in larger cities and you're like okay what is this person's intentions? Like you're a little bit more guarded about everything that you do because you're not quite sure what um like where they're coming from about things in here it's just a a little bit um there's a little bit more organic way of meeting people knowing people and um being able to be like oh yeah let's go ahead and do this like I know you you know like what you're where you're coming from and everything and this can work so you kind of feel like less defensive I think exactly Mm -hmm. Sune, what do you do? What do you do like when you're not at work? Oh. <laughs> what are your like? Fa- what are your hobbies? I have hobbies? a wonderful dog. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I saw a dog. Let's talk about okay, doggies. Yeah, let's, we love dogs. I saw you had a dog picture on your phone. 
Oh yeah, so what that's kind of Boozer. Dog he? He's a Shiba Inu. That's what I thought, but Ooh. I never know how to say that. I know I nobody have, does. I'm always <laughs> like, it's one of those. Um, I have a husky, so they're um, they're similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I always love those kind Boozer? of dogs. Boozer. So that's Boozer, Boozer McGruff. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a pretty good name for someone who owns a wine bar. I know he actually <laughs> has his own hat and everything, but the name came like <laughs> Is way Boozer before ever that. At the at the store hill if you go past he'll like stand up in the balcony a lot of times and bark at passerbys so that's why he doesn't come into the shop that often i was gonna (laughs) say he'd be like such a good little i know i always wanted that i was like i want the dog who can like hang out in the store and actually i don't know if you guys know wanda who had the store modern folk Mm -mm. um it was um actually it was that space right next to the porch gallery that goes back oh it's a really great store but um, she had the best shop dog. And when I first came to visit, I went into that store and there was um, her and the dog. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my dream, you know. And then I found out Boozer's like the worst shop dog you could have. Why? Just because he's like bark? He's like a little bit nervous in the store. He has like, you know, he gets a little anxious. And I think like like people coming in and out, like he's not like, zen what are you doing? about things. <laughs> well they're yeah. like a, they're a very smart yeah dog breed too like they want to know what's going oh, on oh yeah no i bring Otto to tip on ramble all the time and he's just like yeah <laughs> I, it's, boozer's not that way Doesn't but we love dogs them. so you know like the nice thing is people bring their dogs and then i love like seeing their dog like somebody brings in their it's like, like you have a puppy. shop dog yeah <laughs> other people's dogs and it then is boozer a big draw them. for me yeah. to be honest because i i got a dog like a year ago yeah and I never really understood people that wanted she to bring dove. their dog. Oh, really? Everywhere. She yeah. dove headfirst into like, crazy dog I'm like, mom hood. I'm like, I'm like, just leave your dog at home. Like, right. You'll be fine. And now I'm like, can I bring my dog? Yeah. I, I yeah. want to bring my dog everywhere. Yeah. I know, isn't that funny? Because it does really change. You're like, I don't understand. Why do you have to go eat out with your dog? And now you're like, I really want to eat out with my dog. (laughs) See, we don't eat out with our dog very often, but basically he's with us every single everything else we do. Yeah. But oh hi for us is interesting with eating so yeah what are your some of your favorite there's not like a lot of outdoor restaurants that we go to oh yeah yeah um favorite restaurants i mean the thing you know the thing about having the store is i end up eating there a lot i've eaten like (laughs) so many empanadas in my life um (laughs) so you know you get kind of like stuck in a a little bit of a what's it called a valley um but you know, I do like um, going to uh, Ojai Roti that opened. I haven't been yet. I like it. It's he like makes Stephanie's neighbor. I could yeah, throw it really is. That's mm-hmm. right. I forgot about that. And he makes um, Claude, who's like one of the co-owners, makes this wonderful bread. And we actually use the bread a lot in oh, our toast. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's like a real um, serious baker. And um, he loves making bread. It's like a certain kind of person, I feel like, who really loves making yes. bread. It's a labor of love. It is. Like, I can't I find baking. Dude, so my I roommate just moved out, but she used to make a fresh sourdough loaf every Sunday. And I really miss that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're hot and bread and butter. Sour, it's like just like sourdough. <laughs> okay. Ojai Pub is really good. Yeah. I'm like a big fan. I'm a vegetarian, so it's mm-hmm. so easy to go eat there. Yeah. That's definitely a, Yeah. OBC is... I have a sweet spot. Yeah. For I always, and I never actually end up eating there, but I do go in there to buy, you know, all their spirits. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, do you ever like sneak a bottle from the shop and, and take that home from your, like. Oh, definitely. I drink a lot of the, op- you know, like, cause we are closed Monday and Tuesday. 
And um, so, you know, like on Sunday, you're like, let it go oh, I don't want it to go bad. <laughs> it's definitely kind of lessened a bit since like, you know, it's really exciting when you first sort of start and you're like, oh, my God, I have 12 cases of wine in my life right now. And then like as time goes by, you get a little like, you know, it's kind of like time. It's like making the donuts. You get sick of the donuts. But yeah, it has its. So perks. what are what are some of the challenges of of owning your own business in the I mean retail can be a difficult mm-hmm. industry food and beverage can be a difficult industry like what is so like what are some of the big hurdles you've had to overcome in these past five years um yeah I definitely think you know just the industry I chose is a you know it's a tough it's a very tough um there's a reason why people say like restaurants are tough um, because I think they just, you know, they are, it's like, it's small margins. It's, you know, like there's a lot of hours it takes when you're not even open to like prep food and have things ready and have, you know, again, just keeping everything like in stock and, you know, like, but not too much because you don't want to have waste. And so, you know, you're always trying to find those levels and Ojai in particular is like a very kind of inconsistent year, you know, you have like, it's not, you know, if it's raining, we're going to be really slow, but you're not always sure when it's going to be raining, you know? And so, or you if it's really, wet. really hot, you're going to yeah. be really slow until 6 p.m. And so, you know, I think um, it's very weather dependent. How many employees do you have? Uh, right now, six. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That's very small. Yeah, very small. Um, and that's the most we've ever had. When did you win? <laughs> okay, so y- if if we take it back, so mm-hmm. you just opened the space. When did you hire your first employee? Um, it was, it was about, I want to say about sixteen months after we opened. Wow. So yeah, I was like, there was a, a year point and a half, basically. <laughs> I remember at Martin Luther King weekend. 2017 20 I think it was 2017 or 2016 actually and um like I had already had some I had some help for sure but it was like one of those weekends where like where like two people were out and that made the biggest difference so I was just like I was like oh I can just do it and um right and so I'm like up front I felt like um you know like I was in one of those like sort of like slapstick movies from like the 50s of like the belt the guy at the hotel who's doing everything you know and so you see him and he's wearing like he's your bellhop and then you see him like he's wearing your chef's like wearing a chef's hat you know and then all of a sudden he's like delivering room service and I was like that was how that weekend was where I was like, oh, hi, guys. Welcome. You know, like, let me get you yeah. some wine. And then you're like, they order some food and you're like back in the kitchen right. making a cheese board. And you're like, this is not going to work. Yes, no, <laughs> this I is not need- sustainable. And that was kind of um, that was like a moment where I was like, you need to hire some more people because you're not going to be able to keep up this pace no i have serving nightmares yeah. about being in the weeds yeah and it sounded like a full weekend of being in the weeds it was, it's like you poured yeah. someone wine you ran back to do their cheese and then someone's like where's the water and then someone's like where's right. the restroom and then someone's like i spilt my wine and broke my glass over there and you're right. like oh my god right yeah and then like the dishes are piling up and you're just kind of like, like well, can i, I ran, just walk away i've ran out of plates so right. i don't really know what right. to do. exactly <laughs> there are a lot of like services you know i have a really i never worked in a restaurant before i did Ooh. this which is like ooh, ooh. <laughs> but like I'm like service is really a thing I like never take it for granted anymore like anytime I go out to a restaurant I'm like and things aren't quite 
you know, clicking, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I know how that feels. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, also, like, please don't take it out on the server because they're usually just they're just telling you the end result. They probably didn't have that much to do with it. Right. Yeah. Sometimes things just don't work out. Exactly. In restaurants. Exactly. Or they're like understaffed or they're, you know, it's not their fault. They're out of things or whatever. You know, it's like there's a lot of components. So, yeah, now I have like this newfound appreciation. I mean, you know, I'm like, oh, I I know that kind of nightmarish feeling where you're like, this is just going to be how this day is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're just like, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, a good cry and like a bottle of wine <laughs> yeah. that was open later. You're fine. <laughs> Some old wine. <laughs> um, so is there anything kind of new in the works for Tipple and Ramble? Like, how, is there anything that you're mm. kind of trying to like challenges that you may have seen that you're working through or, you know, where do you want to see the shop in the next like five years? Um, well, I'd like to definitely do more um, private events. Ooh, um, yeah. You, yeah. Which is uh, you have such opportunity. Yeah, and I haven't, um, you know, so kind of like figuring out the logistics of all of that and the marketing around that sort of stuff. We haven't done really any marketing, and like, so it's kind of like, okay, like how how could we do that a little bit more? Um, and and then also kind of trying to do a semi regular like dinner, like maybe on you know like a Thursday or something, having kind of a a theme, something sort of casual and like a little bit more um, like special events as well. So that aren't exclusively like, you know, because we do like some wedding related stuff and that kind of thing, but doing some kind of thing where people could buy a ticket or they could just kind of, you know, depending on what it is, just sort of show up. Yeah. And so um, trying to kind of do that. And um, I would also, um, we are doing like a second trailer um, oh, the trailer cool. bar. Very cool. Um, so something that could kind of travel around for, for special do events. Do you, uh, that trailer moves? It can back? move. Okay. I haven't moved it, it since doesn't. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it never has. It's facing the wrong direction, which is right. like, oops. <laughs> but, um, it, it, you know, it's conceivably can be moved. That's how it to got To do like there. a pop-up like wine yeah, shop? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it sort of became part of the fencing at a certain point so now it's just like sort of like lives there as more of a we call it an art piece um but no, the, it's so cool uh, when we came there for the uh revel like trade tasting yeah mm-hmm. like having susan like back there was yeah. so cute and like <laughs> and i love how she matched her outfit to the trailer oh, that's susan i know yeah, you have She's so great <laughs> you have such an eye and like incredible style oh, it's you. amazing back there it just feels so it feels right like when i sit back there and not to mention, if I have anybody visit from out of town, I'm like, I have a map. I'm like, there's a few spots we have to go to, and Tipple and Ramble is always on that. So oh. if you have, if you live in Ojai and you like to drink alcohol and you have not been to Tipple and Ramble, then I just don't know what you're doing with your time. <laughs> it's amazing. It's stunning. And not to mention, we're in this era that, like, Instagram pictures are so important. Go to fucking Tipple and Ramble <laughs> and get the best Instagram photo of your freaking life. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, I love that you have the outdoor space too. Personally, I'm a yeah. big like mm-hmm. I love oh, to sit outside. Oh, and it's shaded, and, and it's three blocks off of the main street. Get some steps in, okay? <laughs> Burn off the cheese you're about to eat. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so other quick question: Are you the sole owner of Tipple and Ramble? Um, Ooh, yeah, good okay. question. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured. Mm-hmm. So uh, being like in it by yourself, like. I think one of the things that helped Stephanie and I in doing this podcast is that we had each other. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. we both like 
It would be like we could both do it alone yeah, if we for sure. wanted to. No, but, like, I would be a psychopath. I bring a lot of ideas to Melissa <laughs> that she's like, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but like, it helps having like a a partner, a, a sounding right. board, like, and like, how do you? How that's do you do hard. I mean, I do think having a partner is really a nice thing. I do because, um, and also like. Hopefully they're complimentary to you, right? Like so, like the things that you're not really like focused on. Like I'm not really an operations person and all, you know. Like that's not. I kind of have to do it, but that's not like it doesn't excite me, you know. <laughs> and so it would be nice to have a partner who's like, oh god, I love the details of just the everyday, you know. <laughs> Nobody ever says that. <laughs> oh, has anybody ever said that? No, I'm just no. kidding. They have in interviews. There's some. Pe- there's someone out there who you know who is like, oh, I just like this is the stuff that really like gets me. Mm-hmm. But um, but I don't have that, and um, it is it's definitely a challenge, you know. I think I think it's nice having a partner. And I think, you know, just the support, especially when um, I was first opening and, you know, just the kind of like day to day setbacks that you have, like, it's nice to have that, um, like emotional support, the financial support, all of that, you know? And so that's definitely like, if I were ever to expand to a second location or, you know, um, like, I think it would be nice to have a, a partner. Luckily, did my family's any, been very did supportive. Did you have any... Sorry if this is too personal no. a question. Did you have any investors or did you just have No, like just... Um, I had some... Um, I had family help and then that was kind of it. And then, like, we, I've always done everything very, like, week to week, you know? So it's like, oh, we need a... Um, you know, whatever, like some new chairs for the patio. It's like, okay, I hope we have a good month. And then I'll like be able to get the chairs. Like it's very kind of like. Yeah, it's slow growth. Scrappy. Yeah. And slow. Like mm-hmm. and very you built slow. a commercial smart. kitchen. Right. That shit ain't cheap. I know. That was very, that was that's the main a big expensive. That's a big investment. Yeah. Uh-huh. A smart investment. Yeah. But it's definitely like that is, it is very, uh, it's very tricky. You know, like the especially in Ventura County, it's like oh man, the health code. Yeah, it's very hard. They're very serious about everything. They're not real big jokesters, you know. So it's like no. Every time they walk through the building, I run. Like I'm literally like, okay, so I'm gonna go (laughs) on my lunch and I'm going to hide and I will be there until text me when they leave. (laughs) (laughs) So what? So as the sole owner too, like, how do you turn your brain off from the business? How do you, like... Um, I've definitely, like, this year... Well, last year I broke... So it's been about exactly a year. Last year I broke my ankle, and I had to step back from everything because I, I couldn't do anything. Um, And so I... um, That's kind of when I really realized I needed a lot more help, you know? Just, like, I couldn't be the person who was, like, trying to make the cheese boards and order the wine and, you know, organize everything and pay the bills and blah, blah, blah. So... I, um, I knew that had to happen. And then I realized too, this, this last year, it's like, oh, you can go away for a week and things will be you need fine. A vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so I started, um, especially this, like the past like six months, I was like, oh, I'll go see my parents for two weeks out in, um, they're in, uh, Massachusetts and I'll, you know, and I'll go, uh, to Mexico with my friend and, I was like, oh, I can leave. And as far as I know, everything's fine. And what I don't know, I don't need to, I guess. (laughs) What you don't know won't kill you. Right, until you get the Yelp review. You know, it's fine. Oh, my God. Let's not even talk about Yelp. That could be a whole interview on its own. (laughs) I know. Does anybody like it? I don't know. The 
Yelp or elites like it. I guess that. Do they get things from I don't it? know. It yeah. takes a special kind of person to be an elite Yelper. Yeah. It's I must say, breed. I use Yelp as a resource, so mm-hmm. I appreciate people who post photos. That's usually what I use it for. I just yeah. want to see the space. I want to see like what right. the food looks like. Right. Kind of have an understanding about it. But like I I don't read review like stop right. stop writing reviews like weirdly unless it's something nice. Yeah, I mean sometimes I guess things are sort of constructive. I find like the most common um like when I kind of um scan those reviews it's like the most common um complaint is almost never food. It's almost always service. Yes. And um and not even this isn't even particular to us because we're really more of a cafe ish type thing. Like we're yeah. not a real strict service um place. But it's um it's interesting to me because my first like feeling with going out to eat is about the food, you know? And I'm like, eh, if the service is whatever, like there's a lot of components in that that aren't really even relate like someone's just having an off night, it could also be or you know what like there's so many factors to that but um yeah I think when people review things I wish they would focus a little less on you know unless it's an egregious thing but like, like the server slapped you yeah yeah <laughs> they tripped you you know the server it's could weird. have been nicer I'm like right. whatever <laughs> yeah it was a little slow it's like uh, you know it happens sometimes the place is really busy on a unexpectedly have busy have you ever tried to cook for 300 right. people on a Friday <laughs> yeah it's very difficult. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Yelp. Eh. F- but F Yelp. F Yelp. That's our <laughs> our stance. <laughs> um, well, Sune, I think it's... It is. Our, t- our time has our come. Time. <laughs> thank you, guys. No, this thank so you. Very honored. Like I said, Tipo and Ramble was oh. literally one of the first places oh. I went. Because I, I, being a wine person, it's like... I probably Googled wine places and tipple and ramble popped up on yelp and i was like oh i have to go there oh so, so fun <laughs> it's such a great space well, we love thank it you guys. and you're an amazing business amazing owner yeah Aww. my goodness you're killing it there's yeah, a lot that are. we could learn from you so. well i've learned it like pretty much all as i go along and i'm still kind of like oh huh that just came up good to know well, <laughs> you're not alone because basically everyone we interview says it's the like, same thing right. no one's an right. expert everyone yeah. jumps into it like right. that's kind of the lesson the less you know the more likely you are to do it I oh think. my god yes. <laughs> ignorance is bliss right <laughs> well thank you so much again everybody go check out tipple and ramble get a glass of wine get some cheese get some food food enjoy the beautiful patio yes you won't you won't regret it thank you thank you so much thank you bye bye